Hello and welcome into the end zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff alongside our digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, we are officially in the fall season and we are officially in the thick of high school football season. It certainly felt like football weather this morning walking <laughs> yeah. out of the house. and that, chilly. Yeah, that was nice to feel and, and know that we've got some really, really good games this weekend. Our game of the week is a top five showdown across the state. We've got some rivalry games happening, some bragging rights on the line. Coming up this week, it's a really good slate of high school football games this Friday night. Yep. Before we move ahead, I want to give a shout-out to our Play of the Week winner. Last week, it goes to Windsor Forest. Yeah, Dante Dorman to Abasi Scott. And Scott, six foot four goes up and over a pair of beach defenders uh, to put Windsor Forest up 7 nothing. They go on to win that game, the region opener against Beach. We got more than 90... 91,000 votes in this week's poll, and, and Scott's touchdown catch earned more than 49,000 of them. Uh, the plays of the week this year have really been impressive. I think mm-hmm. it's showing in the poll numbers and then just in the plays in general. We've had a lot of really good talent from across the, the region uh, make some incredible plays on Friday night, and, and you guys are, are enjoying it, and you're showing out with and with your votes, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, looking ahead to this week, Jake, you hinted on it. Our game of the week is Benedictine and Ware County. Man, this is going to be a good matchup in Memorial. Yeah, two teams that are both aiming for state championships in their respective classes. Both teams ranked um, in the top five in their respective classes, and I think the cool thing about it is it's, it's neither of them are Johnny-come-latelys in terms of their program history. These are two very proud programs that have been winning and winning a lot for a long time. I mean, Ware County's playoff streak dates back to 2002. Benedictine's been to the playoffs every year since 2010. Um, Both of these teams have high aspirations, really each and every year, but especially coming into this year. You know, the boys from Waycross have a lot of talent that is returning from a quarterfinal team a year ago. And this is the next step for the Gators. They believe a win over Benedictine would continue to launch them forward to where they want to go. A win over Ware County would be huge for BC um, after two kind of big performances over the last two weeks to get them back on track. The cadets could really um, recapture the state's attention if they can knock off the Gators Friday night at home. You can't overstate, I don't think, the amount of talent that's going to be on the field on Friday night, obviously, two Division One quarterbacks and Thomas Castellanos and Holden Gurner. It's going to be a fun one to watch, I think. Yeah, and, and both these quarterbacks make these this offense go, and I think a lot of the attention is going to be on the two quarterbacks, and for good reason. I mean, you mentioned Castellanos and, and Gurner. You know, Castellanos, a thou, over 1,000 yards passing. He's thrown 10 touchdowns, also run for five. Gariner is thrown for seven, um, over 700 yards passing. He's the Auburn commit. But you look really across the offense for both of these teams, and there is major, major talent all over. I mean, from the offensive line to the, to the wide receivers to the running backs, there's a lot of kids that are going to be playing college football that are going to be playing this game Friday night. And I think that's that's what makes these games so exciting. Is It's not a region game. This is kind of that out-of-conference showdown between two really good teams that is going to make both of these teams better. And I think it's going to be really exciting to watch. These are the kinds of games that make high school football so much fun in the state of Georgia. Right, and I think it could be a shootout, really, because Ware County – 
scoring over 40 points a game right now and BC averaging just over 37 points a game. But when I went to BC's practice on Wednesday, Justin Thomas, who obviously plays on both sides of the ball, said, you know, don't sleep on that defensive matchup too. Uh, a lot of talk about the quarterbacks, like you said, and for good reason. But um, I, I think there's a lot to be said there. Yeah, these defenses are going to have their say about what happens. I mean, they're in for tough tests. Stopping these offenses is not any fun, but both of these defenses are certainly um, talented and, and uh, well-coached enough to do so. I think that's going to be a fun part of the battle is to see kind of which defense can make a key stop on third down, which can maybe force a turnover and, and slow the offense down a little bit, maybe force a field yeah. goal instead of a touchdown. Those are the kind of defensive possessions that are really going to be key in this game and, and could decide the outcome. Yep, so pretty much consensus across all the rankings, Ware County's second in Class 5A, they're 4-0, and BC's pretty much in fourth in all the polls, except Max Preps has them in at third in Class 4A. So two ranked teams going head-to-head on Friday. Yeah, Lindsay, you got to speak with both of these programs, including head coach Danny Britt uh, for Benedictine and mm-hmm. Ware County head coach Jason Strickland. Here's what they had to say. Yeah, obviously uh, a lot of very good players on the field, a lot of, um, a lot of experience, I think, on the field. Uh, Ware County's a great football team. They have, uh, you know, a lot of the guys back from last year. Obviously, Castellanos at quarterback, and and then defensively, they they, they lost a few guys, but the guys they replaced it with are, are really good, and the, they're back. Their back four certainly are very fast. What what do you hope to see out of your team this week? I want to see continued improvement. I want to see us getting better and better at the game of football. That's what uh, you know we talked about. At the beginning of the year, we, we knew we were going to play a really tough schedule. We had a lot, of, a lot of really good football teams on the schedule, and we want to just get better and better and better. So by the time we hit our region, we, you know, we, we get in our you know, 4A play, we, we can be the best we can be. I know you all didn't start out how you would want to, but it, it seems like they've really come into it the last couple of weeks. What kind of growth have you seen from this team just in the last four weeks? Yeah, I definitely think you know, we, we realized it wasn't the way we wanted it at first. I mean – very easily, we could have been two and zero and sitting here at four and zero right now, but um, but that's not the way it worked. And the reason why is we, we made too many mistakes, and that's why you play the best people you can possibly play because they will make you pay for those mistakes. And when you pay for it, you get better from it. So uh, I feel like we have we've changed the way we practice in a lot of ways. We got more people involved in, in what we're doing, and and you know mistakes are still going to happen, I'm sure. But I, hopefully, we've greatly limited them. Does it help that you guys played on Thursday last week? Uh, it could help a little bit, I think, to get us, you know, another day, you know, back in, in, in you know, shape and back ready to go. Um, you know, we kind of stick with the same schedule this week. It really doesn't change much, but um, but it probably gives them a little day of recovery. I know there's going to be a lot of talk about the quarterbacks, but I want to ask about Justin Thomas, and he had a fantastic performance last week. What does he add to this team on both sides of the ball? He has everything. I mean, Justin is a special guy, and, and, and he's a special young man beyond football. Uh, obviously, he's a leader. He's, he, he works really hard. He does everything he's asked. Um, and uh, he's just a tremendous football player. Friday night, um, I know it's one your guys are probably looking forward to. What's just kind of your outlook on this matchup? Well, we know it's going to be a tough one. Uh, yeah, I've had the, I guess you could say the pleasure. I don't know how pleasurable it is, but the coach against Danny Britt several times and and uh, it's always been, you know, just a, a heck of a battle. I mean, the thing going into it, 
you know, that, that you always appreciate is you know how well coached they're going to be in all three phases of the game. It's going to be a physical, physical matchup, and it's something that you know when 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 our guys are able to look at tape and they see those type things and the type of athletes that they have running around, it's one that gets them jacked up. And and uh, you know, obviously, our guys like playing in big games and games with publicity, and this is one of those times. Mentioned coaching against Danny Britt. Is that kind of how this Ware County Benedictine series came to be, just because of the history between you two? Yeah, probably so. You know, I, I think uh, you know he has a hard time getting games scheduled, and, and we do as well. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say it's probably one that that either one of us was just jumping up and down to try to get scheduled. But but uh, you know, when, when you kind of you want to play good people, you want to play folks that that you got to you know, coach your best against and, and try to execute your best to have a chance to be successful. Um, but, you know, you're also sitting there going, you know, crap, I really want to play that crap. Uh, but, you know, at, at our history, our respect for each other, I think that had a lot to do with it. And, and now we've got, you know, another big time game against each other. A lot of very talented players on the field on both sides this week. Um, I know a lot has been made of the quarterback battle. Um, what, what kind of threat does Holden Garner present for you all? Well, he's, he's such a, a, a big athletic young man, and, and he's got a gigantic arm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he gets enough credit for how mobile he is. You know, I think everybody kind of sees him as a 6'3", 215-pound kid that is a pocket presence and that sort of thing. But, man, he, he's, he's got wheels, and, and uh, he, he does a good job of keeping plays alive. And, and you know, his – his mentality, you know, looks like it's not that he's wanting to move around to try to go run. He's wanting to move around to, to keep the play alive, to throw the ball down the field. And, and he's got a couple targets that are big-time guys to get it to. I said the quarterback battle, and I'm the one asking about it. But um, what about the defensive battle? Because neither one of you guys have allowed a ton of points this season. Well, you know, that, that's the – I mean, you, you know – going against coach Britt that number number one that's where he's going to really kind of start everything he's on that defense side of the football and and um, you know he's got Justin Thomas playing over there and I mean you know a lot of a lot of really good football players schematically he's, he's kind of changed a little bit from from you know what we were seeing our days at Fitzgerald going against him and he's going more to an odd front with a little bit you know more multiple on the back end but you know they are a they are a group that that runs to the football and and they arrive in a very very bad attitude and um, you know it's it's impressive to see how many hats they get to the ball every play and um, you know that's that's something that you come to expect when you when you're playing against Benedictine and 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 you know nothing has changed from what I've seen on film. What would you say the strength of your team is this year? Our offensive line and our quarterback play, um, you know, that's that, those are the two things. I, you know, we've really been impressed with how this offensive line has come about. Um, they, you know, we graduated four starters last year, so we just didn't know what to expect. We thought this group could be a little more athletic than what we've had the last couple of years, but uh, how fast they've kind of gelled together, how close they are as a, as a unit and just friends. And uh, you, you can see that there's a lot of peer pressure they put on each other, but you know, really, if you're going to talk about us, everything's going to start and stop with our quarterback and, and Thomas Castellanos. And so far this year, he's, he's playing lights out for us. And uh, that's what we were expecting coming in. And, and uh, he's, he's having a really big year so far. 
I know it was an electric atmosphere up there last year. How tough is it to come down into Savannah? Well, you know, it's, it's one of those deals of, uh, for us, kind of how we're approaching it is like a playoff game. And, and we know that uh, there's going to be a dynamic atmosphere because they have, you know, they have a mad following uh, with, with the, the alumni Benedictine. And it's, it's really impressive to, to see and be a part of. And, you know, for us, it's you know, what we kind of preach to our kids and our community is if you play long enough somewhere in the playoffs, you're probably going to have to get on a bus and make a long road trip to try to win a game. And, uh, you know, for, so now from a logistical standpoint of making that road trip, where we stop at, you know, all these type of things are practice for us as well. And, uh, and then, you know, you, you get off the bus, you're going to play at a stadium you never played at. You know, we, we've always played in Savannah State. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the, the Memorial Stadium is going to be something new for us. What's the locker room like? What's the, what's the turf like? All, all these type of things. And, um, you know, so it's, it presents, you know, even more challenges of, of not just going to play a really good football team, but doing it, you know, a long road trip, doing an environment you've never been in. All right, Coach, thank you for the time. We'll see you tomorrow. Jake, that's not the only big game that we have coming up this week. We've also got a couple rivalry games happening, some ones that people get really, really excited for. Let's start in Effingham County. We've got the Rebels heading to South Effingham. Yeah, this is going to be a fun game over in Guyton at the Corral. Um, Effingham County's kind of dominated this series the last decade. They've won six of the last eight against South and and entered this game 2-1 and one in head coach John Ford's first season in Springfield. I spoke to him earlier this week. You'll see that conversation Friday on the end zone pregame. But part of what he said is was really interesting, and, and he said, you know, the typical coach lines, you know, there's a lot of electricity. You can feel mm-hmm. kind of in the community how, how big this game is going to be. You can. Be. That's not just coach, coach speak. No, not at all. But I liked how he said, you know, we've got to focus on execution. He says mm-hmm. it's all about execution. He says the, the emotions and the intensity and all that kind of stuff, it's hard to kind of gather your team on that kind of stuff, especially when you're dealing with 16 to 18-year-olds. But – he said, he said, you know, what Coach Saban says, there's a lot of rat poison out there. I don't know if that's a Saban thing <laughs> or a Lane Kiffin thing first. But he said, we're, we're trying to avoid all of that and just focus on the football. And then on the other side, South Effingham, a young team under head yeah. coach Nathan Clark, but they get a big win last week coming back at home against Wayne County to win 33-30. That's the kind of win that can kind of get some belief going in your guys, especially after a tough start to the season for South Effingham when they played Metter and, and Appling yeah, County. Yeah, they had the, two really good yeah, teams. Two of the better teams in the state and our area. You get a comeback win at home going into this kind of rivalry game, that can boost that confidence. And I bet you're going to see a little spring in the step of the Mustangs this week as they come out coming off that victory and into a rivalry game with their, their cross-county rivals. It's going to be a test. Uh, the Rebels had a win last week at Howard. They've outscored their opponents 47-6 to in their last two games. So that'll be a fun one to catch in Effingham County. We will be there. Another one down south that we've got happening, Glen Academy in Brunswick. Yeah, the city championship going to be decided between the bricks at Glen County Stadium. Um, this Brunswick team is starting to really – uh, pick up some notice across the state. 4-0 for the first time since 1999. That's the last time they went to the state championship. And this Brunswick team, you know what they're going to do 
and that's run the football, but nobody's really been able to stop it this yep. year. They've got that big offensive line and then a really good one-two punch. Jacoby Hill, Reese Simmons combined for more than 500 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns this season. Sean Pender's got that Pirates program going, and it really kind of started – like this, they're four and zero this year, but you could really kind of see the ascent End of last year, yeah. start last year, and I think really they got that that heart, you know, the heartbreaking loss for Glen Academy, but just a, a magical win for Brunswick to snap a six game losing streak to Glen Academy last year in the city championship. Mm -hmm. Twenty four to twenty one. Yeah, I kind of believe that's when you started to see this Brunswick program really start to get to where they are now. So it's cool to kind of see it go back to that. And here comes a Glen Academy team, one, two, and one. They have not played their best football. They need a win. But this is one of those rivalry games that weird things happen sometimes, and you know the Red Terrors would love nothing more than to, A, shift the balance of power in the city of Brunswick back mm -hmm. to them, get that city championship back on Glen's campus, and also maybe, just maybe, snuff out some of the mo momentum that Brunswick has really built over the last year. Yeah. Um, just to tell you how close this series is, Brunswick owns this series 38 to 37, one game. And there's been two ties in the past in this series. So <laughs> it means a lot. This is a really fun atmosphere to be in. You know, if you've never been to one of these games, it it's a lot of fun. That's a cool stadium. Um, both these fan bases are amped up. Both of these schools are amped up. Both of these programs are. It's going to be a really cool atmosphere Friday night between the bricks. Absolutely. Jake, any other games you're excited or looking toward this week? I think Liberty County Johnson tonight is going to be interesting. I mean, Liberty County is kind of still getting back into game shape after a long layoff, and, and they don't get much time because here we go into region play. They're going to travel over to Savannah tonight. That game's been moved over to Island Stadium, but – um, Johnson picked up a big win, a little bit of an upset, I think, last week over yeah. Jenkins, and now the Adam Smashers going to region play, seeking a playoff spot. So I think that's going to be an interesting one tonight, and will kind of give us a little more of an idea of what that region is, how it shapes up as we kind of get ready for football in the month of October. Yep, I'll be there at that one. And one I'm looking forward to is a Friday night game, Strong Rock Christian at Calvary. Just Interested to see how the Cavs continue to perform as they continue to get more and more attention throughout the state, and can they remain unbeaten? A big win on the road last week, yeah. last-minute comeback. The Cavaliers continue to you know, show that they believe they're one of the best teams in the state, and they've proved it so far. Absolutely. All right, Jake, that'll do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening and downloading, and we will see you on Friday night during the end zone.